Hey, welcome to the good, the bad, the family. Today, join me as I discuss the difference between punishment and discipline in parenting and ask the question, is spanking really effective? Hey, thanks for joining me today. So I was a little bit nervous planning this podcast and I've kind of sat on it for a long time. That in combination with being, you know, sort of at home with my kids all the time, 24 seven and not having a quiet moment to record a podcast. But fortunately today, my husband has taken the children out and I have a quiet house except for the the buzzing fly. I feel like here in New Mexico, the moths were just switched out for flies and now we have a ton of flies instead of moths. But either way, it's still quiet enough to record and have a discussion with you today on punishment and discipline. This is kind of a hard topic, not just, I mean, not just as like a therapist because a lot of people come and feel sort of conflicted in their parenting and how to handle kids' behavior and, you know, what do I do? Uh, But also as just a friend of many parents and understanding that the topic of punishment and discipline is a very personal topic and there are lots of methods and decisions that people make when it comes to how they discipline or punish their children. I would say that most people, most people come from a place of love. So when I'm talking today, I'm really coming from a place of love also, but also from a place of like fact, science, experience, um, and from really the perspective of a mental health therapist and an advocate for children. So this isn't to, you know, sort of judge anybody or shame anyone on any decisions that they've made. I'm really coming from a place of knowledge And I always want to hear what your thoughts are. And I did actually put on my Facebook page uh, a post, you know, inquiring all thoughts on punishment, discipline, and asking that question, is spanking effective? What do you think about spanking? Spanking has become controversial recently, but in the past, spanking was sort of a normal thing. It had become really normalized to spank your kids. So today we're going to kind of talk about all of that, and uh, just delve into maybe some of the uh, more scientific knowledge and information there is about how to effectively punish and discipline children and what works. Because as parents, we want to do what works. And oftentimes we are sort of banging our head against a wall, feeling so frustrated that like, this isn't working and I'm not helping my child. Um, So let's talk about first these sayings that parents often find themselves saying. How many times do I have to tell you? Like, I think that might just be tattooed on my arm. Like, how many times do I have to tell you? Uh, or, Or what about this time I'll really teach you a lesson? That's not one I necessarily hear myself saying, but I know it's a really common parenting thing, right? Like you're so frustrated and in all that anger and frustration, you're like, well, I'm really going to teach you. And then uh, maybe some people say like, if I ever catch you doing that again, I'm going to whatever, you know, insert punishment there. I think those are like kind of just like common generic things, but we all have those things that we say 
my mom always used to snap her fingers, cool your jets. Like just sort of remembering those things. Uh, my dad, he always used to just like, I'm going to give you a knuckle sandwich. You know, we laugh about those things now, but maybe like, what are those things really teaching kids? So, uh, you know, I think when I talk about how many times do I have to tell you? A lot of times. I mean, how many times do you have to tell an adult? How many times do I have to tell my husband something, right? It's like we're human beings. We got to learn often. We have to be taught often. I mean, how many times did I learn something in school and I still forgot it, you know? Because it has to be repeated over and over and over. It has to be ingrained. They say it takes 21 days to create a habit. So you can take that and apply that to... You're going to have to tell your kid probably 21 times to pick up that sock and put it in the hamper. Maybe even more than that, right? (laughs) Like every day. Because kids need to learn. And I think that's the biggest thing. So when we talk about discipline, right, versus punishment, discipline is teaching children right from wrong. Teaching them. Because they are born with a blank slate. They don't know. Children are the most pure, innocent beings on this planet and they don't know until you teach them and so discipline is essential right I'm not here to stand up on a soapbox and say you know let your kids have free reign no way no way because discipline boundaries and structure are what help a child's brain develop and we're going to talk about that in a little bit too so discipline is so so important because it teaches children right from wrong what they need to know, and what the rules are that they need to follow. So discipline, you, you know, and I sometimes people think discipline is a firm hand. Well, it's not necessarily a firm hand, but it's firm, clear communication on what's to be expected, right? Discipline is what helps children know, this is how I function in my family, this is how I function in society, and this is what is expected of me. So as a parent, if you have a skewed view of what's expected of people in society, that might influence your parenting and your discipline choices in parenting. So I think it's clear that we need to take care of ourselves first and understand what our views are first, because that's what we're going to model and show for our children. And then we talk about punishment. Punishment is also a very important part to discipline. Punishment is a penalty or consequence for doing something purposefully wrong. Kids have accidents. Kids have accidents all the time, right? You spill a cup of milk, you, uh, you know, knock over a lamp and it breaks. Kids have accidents. Punishment, punishment is an essential part to discipline because it's a consequence for something that was done purposefully wrong. When a kid spills milk, there's no need to punish them, but there's an opportunity to teach them, right? Oh, you know, when you were watching the TV, you tripped over that sock you left on the floor and now you spilled your milk. What did we learn from this, right? Because sending them up to their room isn't going to teach them how to avoid spilling milk in the future. That's a really terrible example, but it's also a clear example of uh, the difference between, you know, punishing a child for an accident and or teaching the child how to avoid the accident, right? You were you were not uh, following the rules, you threw the ball in the house and you broke the lamp. 
that is an example of a time for punishment, right? You, you know, the child has to know the rule to purposefully break it. So then if they know the rules, they, they don't or ignore the rules and something happens, then you answer punishment, right? So when children purposefully do something wrong, there needs to be a follow-up, a consequence, a punishment. But I think it's really, really important, and this is probably one of the hardest things I have thought about because I know so many people. I know so many people who love their children. Uh, even my myself, when I first started parenting, have, have just instinctually, out of almost habit or a learned behavior, have spanked my child. So I think when we're talking about punishment, it's important to know that punishment is never meant to hurt a child. So some people think that spanking is not hurting their child. They do it out of love. They do spanking to, um, you know, teach their child a lesson. So I want to put that on pause because we are going to discuss how spanking does not teach a child the lesson we intended. It does teach children something though. So we'll talk about that. So, so punishment is not meant to hurt a child. Corporal punishment like spanking, hitting, slapping, those are not necessary to discipline. Other punishments are. So let's talk about rewards versus punishments, right? Rewards are like praising a child, giving them privileges, uh, maybe buying them a, a, a gift to surprise them for a week of good behavior, um, you know, an allowance. An allowance is that direct response or direct reward to doing your chores or, you know, maybe older kids who babysit their siblings, um, especially now during this time when you have all your kids at home. Rewards are so important because you're constantly in connection and interacting with them. When kids are at school, they're getting rewards all the time. Not only do they get rewards for their grades, right? They they do all this hard work and they get an A or a, you know, um, a, a four or a five in our school district. So they're constantly being rewarded at school. How are we rewarding them at home? And I don't, I know my kids will sit on the computer or on the Xbox or whatever for a long time. And it sometimes to me feels like, yes, I'm rewarding them. But I think we have to think more in like that direct sense of, wow, I saw you do something really good just now after dinner. And I really, I'm, I'm really proud of you. Um, that is a reward, right? Just eat that, just saying you recognize it and acknowledging your feelings about their behavior. Um, it's also important too, when we think of rewards to, to separate, like, I love you from the behavior. Cause we just, we love our children unconditionally. So when we say, I love you because you did the dishes, that kind of creates a mixed message for kids. But when we say, I'm so grateful that you did the dishes. Whoa, that has like a whole other meaning to it, right? But also we can say, I love you to our children just like anytime, all the time, randomly. And it will have so much meaning to them and it will create this really strong connection. And that is like a positive reinforcement to their good behavior. When we say, I'm grateful, I'm proud, or give those really random I loves you, it creates a strong bond with our kids. 
And when that bond is, is strengthened, they want to do more of what you're praising, what you're rewarding, because they like the way it feels, right? Kids, kids are very moldable and shapeable and their brain is developing. And so we have that opportunity to recognize and acknowledge that and um, really reward them and their good behavior. That is a much more effective way of teaching children how to behave and how to act and how to follow the sort of family rules by rewarding them when they do the good. Nurturing touch is also a really, really great way to reward kids. My All three of my boys love to be cuddled. They love back rubs and leg scratched. And even my middle child likes his armpit scratched, which is like really bizarre. But, you know, that's his thing. And he loves it. He like raises his arm. Will you scratch my armpit? And, you know, when I do it, it's creating a really strong bond with him because it's safe touching. Safe touching is really important to that relationship with your kids. So if we're talking about rewards too, we also have to talk about those punishments, right? When the kid does something purposefully wrong, something dangerous maybe too. Um, Because I know a lot of parents will say, I spank my kid when they run out into the street because they need to learn that they don't run into the street. (laughs) Okay, okay. So what's an alternative? What is an effective, an effective punishment? So there are some punishments that maybe you already do. Um, Loss of privilege is a really good one because uh, I think, you know, you, you abuse something that you get, you don't get it anymore. Like the iPad. Um, I know in the middle of all of this quarantining, my oldest child, uh, he purchased some uh, V-Bucks in his Fortnite game without permission. And I know that he knew it was wrong because he was hiding it. He was hiding it from me. So we we kind of did like a double punishment here where he had to have restitution, right? He had to pay back the money that he took for those V-Bucks. But also he had a loss of privilege. He lost the privilege of playing that game. Um, and it's hard because he's nine years old. So how do you get a nine-year-old to pay back, you know, it was quite a bit of money. So he doesn't have a job. He doesn't really have money. So he had to do restitution as in he had to do chores that would make up for that. So, um, and, and beyond like chores beyond his normal sort of thing. So, uh, and, and I, and I feel like that was effective, but it's also important to sort of, um, make it a teaching lesson too, right? I, I didn't want to shame my child for making a mistake. I've made mistakes in my life. What was important to me and my husband was that we teach him that this is not appropriate and also teach him how it hurts the family. Um, And it was a lesson in money. It was a lesson in stealing. It was a lesson in respect. Um, And also it was a lesson in how can you earn the things that you want. If you really, really want something, work hard for it because it's going to feel good when you get it. And uh, so we took that opportunity to punish him, but also to discipline him. And I think it was important to combine the two because it was a great opportunity for him as a nine-year-old to learn something that maybe uh, I still had to learn as an adult. And we can reiterate that and come back and reference that, you know, 
Remember when you worked really hard to get what you wanted and it felt good? Let's keep doing that. And I think, uh, you know, parental disappointment is such an effective form of punishment. And we often forget that. But a crucial part of parental disappointment, right? When my son did that, I expressed my disappointment and also my sadness because I was so sad that he would take something from the family and uh, I wasn't expecting him to do that. And my, my own feelings about the situation had a huge impact on my child because we have a strong relationship. So an important part of parental disappointment is that relationship. If you have a good relationship with your child, telling them that you're disappointed in their behavior is going to have a way more effect on their on changing their behavior than spanking or hitting them. So if if we're developing strong relationships with our kids and then we share our feelings about what they did, they're going to want to change what they did if it hurts us because they love us and care about us. And isn't that way cooler than like spanking your kid and sending them to their room? I I I just that's that's kind of where my brain goes when I think about it. So, okay. Also, then we think about going to your room. Timeouts. Whoa, timeouts. Timeouts in my house are like a big deal. We love being together. Even during quarantine, we're like sort of obsessed with being together. I mean, I could use a break and I'm glad I have one. But for the most part, we're like everyone in one room all together all the time. And so when something really bad happens, and it has to be used for those bad situations, right? Like breaking something, throwing objects in anger, hitting, kicking, or just completely ignoring and being disrespectful, right? When a kid hits their like max peak level, you got to send them to a timeout. If you're using it for just the everyday whatever problems or, you know, simple things like Timeout is a removal from the family situation. It's a removal from the room. And I will tell my kid when they're doing, and it usually happens out of anger, but I'll tell them when they're really, really angry and maybe they've thrown a toy or thrown the remote, I'll look at them and say, you seem very angry. You need to take a deep breath. If that cannot calm them down and they continue to escalate, I will ask them, to please leave the room because they're not being safe and they're hurting everybody else by yelling and throwing things. And you need to go take a timeout and cool down. It's not a jail sentence. Timeout is used to help a child regulate, to reflect. Um, you know, my oldest child, he can read and write. So he can go in his room. We give him a journal prompt. You can't be with us right now because the family area is a safe place and you're not being safe. You're, you know, yelling at us, you're ignoring me, you're stomping around. You need to go in your room, take a time out, write in your journal, say a prayer. Like it's it's a, a space where they need to go that is safe, but also where they can cool off, calm down and get regulated. And there have been times when my kids can't regulate in their timeout and I have to go in and I have to help them, you know, calm down because they're not going to learn anything when they're that escalated. They just got to calm down first before you can even teach them a lesson or talk to them or anything. So timeout is a really, really great way uh, to, to punish, but also to discipline. It's all kind of connected in the same. You're, you're helping your child, you're teaching your child 
by giving them an effective and appropriate punishment, right? The punishment has to match the behavior. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't send my child to time out for, I don't know, like taking a Lego from his brother. Like that wouldn't even make sense, right? So that's just not going to match that punishment. Um, But I think also... When does spanking ever match a behavior? Like, when is spanking an appropriate punishment? And in my opinion, and of course this is my opinion and the opinion of many other professionals, but spanking is never appropriate. And I don't say that with a light heart because I there are lots of people that I love and maybe even people who are listening to this podcast that I, I love and respect who choose to spank their children. And I acknowledge and recognize that spanking is not an easy thing for a parent to do. And it often comes from this place of love. But I really want to talk about why that is, that's not the lesson children are learning. So just like I said, I have spanked my oldest child before. And it was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever experienced in my life. And uh, very quickly, I learned that spanking was not a choice I wanted to make. Then I went to school, became a therapist, and learned the reasons why spanking is not good. So um, I come from this from two sides, you know, as a parent and as a professional. So why do parents spank? Spanking is a learned behavior. I was spanked and I turned out just fine, right? How many times have I heard that? Or how many posts on Facebook with the memes have I seen of these sort of older people uh, saying, you know, what's the big deal about spanking? I was spanked and I was fine. These kids need a spanking. Me, all these kids who are doing bad things. That's like my old man voice, but I think we get the point. A lot of people think spanking is just fine because they were spanked. And I think, too, if we start to look and say, like, well, spanking's not okay, then what are we saying about ourselves as people who were spanked or our choice to spank our own children, right? It's, like, hard to sort of step out of what we've done or what we know because then it might, in our minds, say that there's something wrong with us. But there's always room for change. There's always room for growth. So to to change your opinion about spanking does not mean that there's something wrong with you. It means that you didn't know what you didn't know. If you were spanked as a child and that's how you were disciplined and your parents spanked you out of love to teach you a lesson, that's how you're going to interpret parenting, right? I was spanked and my parents did it to help me become a better adult. Therefore, when I have children, I'm going to spank them. That's going to help them become better adults. So we have to sort of just change that narrative in our mind and and understand what spanking actually does. Because even if we were spanked and we believe we turned out just fine, you know, there are still some things in our lives that we might not understand came from us being spanked as children. Or there are some things that maybe your child might experience being spanked that you didn't experience because they're a different person than you and they live in a different environment. So what's the lesson that children actually learn when they're spanked? Well, spanking teaches kids that not only did they do something bad, but they are bad, right? It's kind of like it doesn't make sense to to look at a kid when they've hit their brother, spank him on the butt and say, don't hit your brother. Oh, so I can't hit, but you can hit. And not only can you hit, but you can hit me, 
So what is that telling a child about their body, right? My body doesn't belong to me because it can be hit when I, whenever, right? And we think, oh, a child's going to learn that, well, don't do anything bad so you don't get hit. But that's not what a kid learns because a kid's brain is not an adult brain, right? A kid learns that my mom loves me, but my mom also hurts me. And I personally don't want my children to ever have that thought in their head that my mom hurts me. Even though I will, I will. It's inevitable. I'll make mistakes and I'll do things that will hurt my children and make them feel sad or whatever. But to do it on purpose, to purposely hurt my child is not something that I want to do. And I don't think a lot of parents want to do that. So when they spank, they think that they're helping their kids. But really, it's just teaching their kids that my mom, my, my dad, whoever can hurt me. And when parents spank out of love, like this is for your own good, or I'm trying to teach you a lesson, kids, their brain wires itself to learn that people who love me will hurt me. And how many of us as adults, I mean, especially women, have learned that love comes with pain. But in a home, in a healthy, safe home, Your children should never be afraid that you're going to hurt them. They should always know that they are loved and can feel safe here, that they're safe in your house. They're safe with their parents and that we model a loving relationship does not come with pain. Like kids should not grow up expecting that the person they love can also hurt them physically or emotionally, right? Emotional abuse is as toxic as physical abuse is as damaging to the brain as physical abuse. So when we spank our kids, and it is as big as I'm making it sound, I'm not being dramatic, which is like a term I've heard so much of my life. No, this is based in science and fact and evidence. When we spank our children, we are teaching our children that they are loved and hurt. That as a parent, as the authoritarian in the house, I have the right to hurt my child. Right. And I I think when I worked in the intensive outpatient, my supervisor always said, teach the teach the women to parent like their behavior towards their children should be the same behavior that they have towards an adult. I would never go up to an adult, even like if I was the supervisor, the boss, the manager, I would never go up to an adult and spank them on the butt and say, you did something wrong. You need to go make it right. That's weird. Also, like I would never hit another adult. We don't smack someone on the hand when they do something bad, right? We don't slap a person in the face when they when they do something we don't like. That's considered bad and inappropriate behavior. So when you're in your house and you're doing that stuff to your kids, you're not preparing them for their role in society. You're showing them a way that's contra to society. Like that's not how people behave and act. If you spank your kid, but you would never spank an adult, don't spank a kid. Like we don't, children's bodies are not less precious or less respected than adult bodies. Children's bodies should be more respected because they're more fragile, Uh, especially their brains. They're being molded. I'm like, I'm getting on my soapbox. Okay, let's continue. So we don't want our children to learn that we love them, but we also can hurt them. Children have the right to grow up free from violence, 
disrespect, and hurt. The more we spank our children, the more damage occurs. And I really want to highlight the damage that occurs when children are spanked. And it can be a light spanking on the bottom, and it can be a slap to the face, it can be a hit to the back, it can be a pulling your arm, pulling your hair. Any hurtful touching, any hurtful touching causes damage to a child's brain. So we're like, I love my kids. I just want to teach them a lesson and, and, and spanking is what I know. And I was spanked and I was fine. Okay, that's, that is in the past now. If you're listening to this podcast, there is no more excuse. You know now that when children are spanked, it causes damage. And what kind of damage does it cause? Well, fear. When fear, because it is scary, trust me. Just imagine yourself being lower on the floor. You have this big adult and they're in charge of your life and they tell you what to do and they're in control. And you have this big adult yelling at you and then they pick you up and they smack you. That is very scary for a child. And, and I often try to reverse myself and be empathetic to my children and imagine what they're seeing when I'm upset. And it's important we do that so that we can understand what it's like for our children uh, when we're angry and when we're frustrated. So when fear takes over the parent-child relationship, it creates this love-hate relationship. And this, I keep going back to this, right? I love my child, but I can hurt my child. So when that love-hate relationship is developed, children grow up to love what their parents provide for them, but they hate what the cost is, right? My parents provide me with a roof over my head, food on the table, toys, a bed. I get sleepovers with my friends, but when I make a mistake, I get hit. That's what kids are learning. Right? When I make a mistake, I'm a bad person. I get punished, I get hit, I get yelled at, I get screamed at, I get smacked. They're not learning a different way to their bad behavior or negative behavior. They're not learning anything other than my relationship with my parents is contingent on my behavior. But kids don't learn the better behavior. <laughs> That's kind of the point. Like we want them to do something different, but we're not really teaching them how to do something different. Children also learn when they're spanked that love brings pain, right? And then they become victims. And the brain is so freaking powerful. And I I say this almost every time. Your brain is really, really powerful. It's like the coolest thing in the world. But our brain also, like, it learns things that aren't, like, necessarily what is intended. So when you are spanking your child, you're teaching them that they're a victim. And their brain normalizes victimization. And that teaches the child that they deserve the abuse. It creates shame, right? It goes back to that, that whole thing of not only what I did was bad, but I am bad. That is shame right there. That shame in the dictionary, I'm sure of it. Not only is my behavior bad, but me as a person, I am bad. That's what spanking teaches your children. And I don't know, I would challenge all those people who say, well, I was spanked and I turned out fine. How much has shame played a role in your life? 
How much have you thought negatively of yourself? And it started when you were a child and your brain was developing. And when you become a victim, like your brain normalizes victimization, you, your brain, conscious or subconscious, makes choices that keep that behavior, like keep the child suffering. And that continues too as adults. I mean, I'm sure we've all seen adults who are a victim and it's like, well, you just keep making yourself a victim. Your choices are almost in a way victimizing you because you don't ever get out of that loop. And that's because your brain has developed that. Your brain has created that loop in your head and you make conscious and subconscious choices that keep you a victim. You have to unlearn that behavior. So let's just avoid it by not teaching our kids they're victims, period, right? But how many of us see in our kids that they keep on behaving in a way that is like like creating suffering? Oh, the, you know, the kid that eggs you on or challenges your authority or tests the boundaries. Okay, that is created in their brain. The victimization has been created in their brain. They're going to continue this loop, this cycle of suffering. They're going to continue being the problem child because that's the way their brain has developed. If you could see all the hand motions I'm making, it's pretty comical, but it's true. Victimization also biases how a kid chooses their friends. Right, Birds of a feather flock together. That's what this flyer that I was reading said about this victimization. And, and when the choices that kids make affects all parts of their life. When they become victims because they've been physically punished and their brain develops this sort of normalization of like, I'm, I'm bad. Right? So it's this link of you spank your kids, they create, they create this idea that not only is their behavior bad, the reason you're spanking them, but also they are bad. So they learn they're bad, they become victims, and then their whole life is based on this normalization that they're a victim. And I can hear some of these people saying, well, if they don't want to be a victim, then they should stop having bad behavior. Okay, but what are we doing as parents to teach our children the correct behavior, the desired behavior, the healthy, safe behavior, okay? Spanking is not teaching them the safe, healthy, correct behavior. Spanking is teaching them they are bad. That's the difference, right? So when a child is spanked, how does it affect their brain other than it normalizes that that victim behavior? So we have to talk first about a healthy brain, right? When they're in the healthy, safe environment, uh, and they have a loving and secure, trusting relationship with their parents, they produce endorphins. And endorphins help children develop and function normally and, and all the good things. So when a child produces the stress hormone and, and working with children who have trauma, PTSD, and have been physically and sexually abused, you can really, it, you see it kind of on a higher level, but kids who are in a stressful home environment even if it's not as extreme as some of the kids I've worked with in, in um, therapy, it still has that effect. It's just not on that like big, big, huge level, right? Like even uh, at attachment disorders and stuff. Okay, maybe your kids don't develop that, but they still have other kind of things that are going on that are really important and should be 
thought about and looked at and, and considered when choosing a form of discipline. So when children produce the stress hormone called cortisol, um, and that is that can be produced, cortisol can be produced in an environment where there's a lot of yelling, hitting, spanking, or like neglect and feeling unwanted. So when they're producing this hormone and they're feeling, um, you know, unwanted or unsafe, they're, they're in an environment where the, and I'm not like a neurosurgeon or anything. So this is just sort of what I've learned as a therapist. There's a genetic regulation of brain cells that, that takes over their brain, right? So they're, they're producing cortisol and their brain and body is like regulating itself because it's un- an unsafe environment, right? And think about when you feel unsafe as an adult, your body takes over. You get adrenaline, maybe you're like fight or flight, right? So all these things are happening in your body to protect yourself. So for a child, when they're in an unsafe, stressful environment, their brain takes over to protect them. And they they reg- it, there's like a genetic regulation of their brain cells. And this can cause depression. It can cause anger, surges of rage. And these survival genes, right, because it's helping these kids survive in these stressful environments, they tend to make children more aggressive and more violent. So you think, I'm spanking my kids to help them to help change their behavior. But what I'm actually causing is a very stressful environment that creates depression, anger, and violence. Now, to me, it's common sense. When you hit a kid, a kid thinks that hitting is okay. Period. Their kids learn by watching you. You're modeling. So you might not even be hitting that child. Maybe you're hitting your oldest kid, but your youngest kid is learning that, oh, well, hitting is okay. When I don't like something, I can I can hit to get what I want. So you're not even teaching the lesson, really. You're teaching that hitting is okay. And, and you're also teaching children that they're victims and that their behavior, but also they are bad. Some of the consequences of spanking and hitting are that children develop low self-worth. And that goes back to that whole idea of shame. They learn that not only what they did was bad, but they are bad. You also teach children that they should fear adults. And not just fear adults, but fear you. And I personally do not want my children to be afraid of me. Because when times get tough and they're teenagers, I want them coming to me. Not to you know, Joe Schmo's mom, who I don't even know who she is or what she thinks or believes is right and wrong. I want my kids to feel safe to come to me. And when they are afraid of me, there ain't no 15-year-old who's going to go to their mom if they're afraid of her, right? When kids make mistakes, they need to know that they can come to you and you're a safe person that can help them make that mistake right, you know, right their wrongs, help them learn how how to not make that mistake again. But if you're spanking your kid when they're four or five years old, they're already learning that you're not that person to go to when they make mistakes, right? Children also learn that they're unloved and unwanted. And that might not be the the thing you want them to learn. Of course not. You're doing spanking out of love. You're trying to teach them. But what they're learning is that they're unloved and unwanted because that's how children's brains work. They also have a huge, huge degree of anxiety 
And they struggle with feelings of helplessness, going back to that victimization. And then they learn that violence and anger is okay. And, and they seek revenge against others, right? They're trying to they're trying to figure out all these emotions and feelings that they're having, and it often is taken out and exploded on other people. Children who are spanked and physically abused tend to destroy property or break belongings to others, and they tend to be more aggressive, and they learn that hitting is a way to deal with anger or frustration. And I think this is really the biggest thing. When you're angry or frustrated and you spank your child, they're going to learn that when they're angry and frustrated, they can hit things, they can break things, they can, you know, cause damage to people and property because that's what you're modeling for them. You may think it's the lightest touch on their bottom, but really it's still teaching them that physical hurting, hurtful touch, physical violence is the response to anger and frustration. Um... I think that spanking can't be easy for parents. It wasn't easy for me. And I think that it's clear that spanking is not an effective way of teaching your children how to behave properly. It is effective at teaching them to be afraid of you and teaching them that they're, uh, you know, they should be ashamed of themselves, which we, you know, don't want our children to have shame because it causes all kinds of other problems. And I think if we want our kids to be successful, we have to create boundaries and we have to have discipline. I didn't want to come on here and, and say, oh, yeah, just let your kids have free reign on your house. No, 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 no. Uh, to say that you shouldn't spank is my stance. But also my stance is that discipline and boundaries are really important. And effective communication. Having family rules is really important because then your kids know what is expected of them. And they can participate in making the family rules because kids have great ideas. Uh, we have our family rules written up on near their play area. And and with a little redirection, the, we just kind of molded the kids' rules into like four or five really, really good, you know, uh, no hurtful touching, be kind to others, no lying or stealing, you know, simple things that my kids can understand because they're, they're four, six, and nine. But also, like, I have to follow those rules, too. If a rule on our, our family rules is no hurtful touching and then I spank my kid, well, I'm not following the rules. What's my punishment? So I think it's also important that we, we have those family, family rules, but also that we just think about what we're trying to teach our kids. Before we do anything, and it's really, really effective to just say, you know what? I'm going to think of what your punishment is. And when I've thought of it, I'm going to tell you. You're going to have to wait a little bit. I think that's like a, a parenting tool in a, another parenting class. I can't um, oh, I can't remember what it is. But but it is. It, pausing on punishment and just and waiting, especially for older kids. You know, like, I'm going to think about this. But when you're taking that time to think, really think, what is it that I want my kid to learn here? Because I want my nine-year-old to grow up being a very emotionally intelligent adult. Uh, I don't want them to be afraid of me. I don't want them to feel like a victim. And I don't want them to have shame. And I don't want them to, to have depression and anxiety. Those are, those are hard things. And there are plenty of other things in this world and in this life that cause harm to my family. I don't want to be at the center of that. I certainly don't want to be at the center of hurting my children. Um, 
I'm sure I'll make plenty of other mistakes. Like if I have control over one thing, it's how I punish my kids. And I think that really the most important thing is redirecting them and teaching them. As parents, we are teachers. We are guides. We are not the jailhouse security guard, you know, there to cause pain and harm. When your kids do something wrong, Take it as a moment to teach them how to do the right thing. And then in the moments in between, really develop a very loving, caring, safe and nurturing relationship with them so that when they have made a mistake and you tell them, wow, I'm really disappointed that you made that choice. It actually means something to them. Because you've developed a relationship with them where they care about your feelings. That's pretty amazing when your kid can care about how you feel. That's called empathy. Wow, my mom's disappointed in me and I don't like the way I feel about that. I don't want mom to be disappointed in me. I'm definitely going to make better choices. I'm going to think about that next time I'm faced with a hard decision. Right? Kids, Kids are amazing. They're resilient and they're strong. If you've been spanking before or you've been, you know, using a harsher way of punishing, I think now is the time to really consider, like, what is my spanking teaching my kids? What is me hitting my kids teaching my kids? What's me yelling and screaming at them teaching them? That's one thing I'm really working on, right? Yelling is as hurtful as spanking because it creates that cortisol in their brain. So what are we teaching our children when we choose a punishment? What's the lesson that we hope they learn? Is the punishment matching that lesson? I think these are all really important questions. And I am curious to know what you think about it. So uh, reach out to me. Tell me. If you think I'm wrong and you think spanking is a great way and you were spanked and you're fine, tell me about it. I really want to hear. If you have other ways of disciplining and punishing your kids, alternatives, creative, unique things that you're doing, let me know. I'm curious to hear how you do it. And uh, and I'm really grateful that you listened today and I hope you learned something. And I hope your takeaway from this is that parenting is hard and it's okay to unlearn the things we learned from our parents. It doesn't mean they were bad parents. It just means that when we know better, we should do better. And if you've listened today, I hope that you feel like you know better. Um, because when I learned about it, I definitely felt like I can never spank or put a hurtful touch to my children again because I know the consequences and the damage it does to them. So knowing better is really empowering. And I hope that today you feel empowered, empowered as a parent and empowered as a person and uh, maybe understanding a little bit more about the damages of spanking. Before we part ways... If you want to hear more, please subscribe. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MFT. If you'd like to email me a story about your family, you can email me at contact at AnnaliseLuceroMFT.com. See you next time. Hey, I'm a trained and licensed therapist, but this podcast is not a substitute for therapeutic advice. If you need help finding a therapist, visit psychologytoday.com.